John 6, 13-15 Therefore they gathered them together, and filled twelve baskets with the fragments of the five barley loaves, which remained over and above unto them that had eaten. Then those men, when they had seen the miracle that Jesus did, said, This is of a truth that prophet that should come into this world. When Jesus therefore perceived that they would come and take him by force to make him a king, he departed again into a mountain himself alone. John 18, 35-37 Pilate answered, Am I a Jew? Thine own nation and the chief priests have delivered thee unto me. What hast thou done? Jesus answered, My kingdom is not of this world. If my kingdom were of this world, then would my servants fight, that I should not be delivered to the Jews. But now is my kingdom not from hence. Pilate therefore said unto him, Art thou a king then? Jesus answered, Thou sayest that I am a king. To this end was I born, and for this cause came I into this world, that I should bear witness unto the truth. Every one that is of the truth heareth my voice. Oh, yay, oh, yay, oh, yay. The court is now sitting. God save the United States and this honorable court. Hey, y'all, and welcome back to Courtesan Session. This is a little bit of a different one because it's me by myself, a little Courtesan Session solo episode, which I haven't had in a long time. Um, usually I have guests on, and um, but I felt the need to do this solo podcast um and who will who see who who knows if it'll even make it on the air or if i just kind of talk to myself and keep this to myself um but it's something that i've wanted to articulate into words for a long time and that is kind of my stance on the separation of church and state or perhaps better said as the role of government in defining the morals of the society. And the reason I bring that up is because, you know, as a, as a libertarian, um, as a very outspoken libertarian, I get a lot of people who think that it is incompatible somehow with my Christianity. How, Court, can you think that uh, you know, there shouldn't be any laws against prostitution or drug use or uh, other other social things like um, transgender surgeries for adults or things like that. Uh, even I've gotten gay marriage a lot. Um, how can I be how how can I advocate against laws for these kinds of things and still call myself a Christian? And call and try to you know live a Christ-like life. So the reason I read those um, verses at the beginning of the podcast from my lovely King James Bible, which is my preferred translation because I think it's absolutely beautiful, um, is because I think it is worth noting that there were times through the life of Christ where people, his disciples wanted him to be a king, the king of Israel politically. Um, they interpreted the prophecy of the coming of the Messiah to be that a 
the Messiah would come down and be the physical, political king of Israel. But the fact of the matter is that's not what he came down to this earth for. Um, his ways are above our ways. He came down to save humanity um, and not to establish a Christian theocracy. So how does that work into a political conversation of a country that was established almost 2,000 years later um, and is not itself a theocracy? I think that... I think that the founders were correct. And this goes back even before the founding uh, towards those who came over on the Mayflower, the colonists who came over for their own religious liberty to escape the Church of England. And I think that America was seen as this bastion of religious freedom where you could go and worship in your own way, and that there would not be an establishment of a state government. That is part of the First Amendment to the Constitution, what's called the Establishment Clause, that there shall be no official church of the United States. And that is kind of what brought about this strong tradition that we have in the United States of there being no separation of church and state. Now, one thing that I heard growing up a lot is that, no, there is no quote-unquote separation of church and state in the Constitution of the United States. And yeah, that's true, but I think the Establishment Clause makes a pretty clear and convincing point to, to say, no, there is, there is no role for the church in an official capacity to act in the government of the United States. And I believe that that's important because I think that, that the idea was that the church would be responsible for setting the morals of the society and that the government would simply be there to protect the rights of life liberty and property, as talked about uh, by John Locke, and that was uh, so eloquently stated in the Virginia Declaration of Rights when it says life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, which of course was re-articulated by Thomas Jefferson in the Declaration of Independence. And I think that this idea of the government only existing to protect the rights of life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, while not uh, directly expressed in the Constitution, was talked about in the Declaration of Independence, uh, which I believe is the most articulate and proper statement of the role of government and society um, that the world has ever seen. And why do I find it so important that the church stays out of government? One, because I believe that when the church establishes itself inside of a government, that the government tends to cannibalize upon the territory of the church. Um, and I think you see this all the time. Um, you saw it 
uh, with King Henry when he established the Church of England in order to get a divorce. That was his, you know, desire to find new wives in order to uh, have sons. Uh, he established his own church, uh, which then declared to people who then followed the church on how their relationship with God was supposed to be. I think you're seeing it now as our government has taken a bigger role in establishing itself as the moral authority throughout the country, you're starting to see a decline in church membership. And the churches that are around are not following the Bible. Um, and you're starting to see things like pride flags flown at churches. And while I'm certainly not the person who's going to stand on a pedestal and tell people that um, they shouldn't be married to members of their same gender um, or, you know, to sleep with members of their same gender. Um, I do know that that is anti-biblical and that shouldn't be condoned by the church. Um, it's on par with the church having a bar in the, uh, in its basement that people go and get hammered at all the time. Um, and, Again, like, I don't, I'm not the type to sit and stand in judgment of anybody because I certainly have sin that I struggle with in my own life. Um, but it shouldn't be condoned by the church, uh, to the point of those flags being flown in front of churches. So the point I'm trying to make, I suppose, and oh, that's the other thing, too, that I wanted to touch on. I think as these ideas of the role of uh, government and the role of the, the role of the government to protect life, liberty, and property, and the role of the church in order to protect or in order to establish the morals of society as those get intermixed, then I think you run into the problem of uh, hindering evangelism. Um, and I've heard people say um, in all kinds of circles, um, things like, I don't understand how you can be a Christian and not be a Republican, or I don't understand how you can be a Christian and not uh, stand for this certain social policy, or I don't see how you can be a Christian and not want anti-trans laws um, on the books. Um, and my answer to that is that we all struggle with sin. We all struggle with these own, with our own internal problems. Um, and to, to pin morality or salvation based on a political party, I think hinders evangelism because if you say, if you say something like that and a non-believer hears it and thinks, well, you know, my dad is an elected Democrat in office. Um, I am for certain social welfare policies. 
um, that you could even say are seem Christian in nature, uh, that I believe help the poor in a certain way. Um, I, and if, if I can't be a Democrat and be a Christian, then I don't want to be a Christian. And I can't imagine that people haven't thought that. And I can't imagine that it helps the, the greater cause of evangelism, which is far more important. Saving souls is far, far more important than anybody being elected president or any party having a majority in Congress or any kind of social welfare policies or economic policies. Evangelism uh, takes precedence to all of that. And if if we tie morality and christianity to a political party then i think one that's unchristlike in and of itself um because we're painting an entire half of our country as somebody who is almost irredeemable and has to take this additional step in order to gain salvation when salvation is simply by grace through faith so I don't know. Let, this podcast is a little bit half-baked, and it's only going to last less than 15 minutes. But it was something, it's been something that's been weighing heavy on my heart. And when you have your own podcast, you can do things like this and say things that have weighed heavy on your heart and make little 15-minute digressions about the separation of church and state. Um, so I say all that saying that I am a libertarian politically. I am a social conservative in some of the morals that I hold. I think I am a partisan Republican. But I think above all of that, I am a Christian. Um, I believe that our role on this earth, the meaning of it all, is not making money or being active in politics um, or working to elect anybody or instituting social policies. So I think all of those are important. I think our main purpose on this earth is to try to glorify God in all that we do, although we all fall short of that and widely short of that. Um, and it's also to try to evangelize and to spread the gospel. And I think that any earthly pursuit that we do that hinders that is against the will of God. And I think that um, sometimes we forget that as we are active in our political lives and say things that we may think but don't mean um, or get really wrapped up in certain political candidates for office. I think that our North star and everything should be the glorification of Christ. And the reason that I hold my political beliefs, at least in part, and the reason that I believe in a strong wall of separation between the actions of the church and the actions of the state is because um, I believe that to have them so closely intertwined is to hinder the work of the Lord.
And that's about 15 minutes, so I'm going to call it there. Uh, thank you for everybody who may or may not have listened to the end. Uh, thank you.